Hello there and welcome to another episode by four quarters and two halves. Happy New Year everyone. It is January 4th when I'm recording this. So it's been a while since the New Year's actually started. But I wanted to say that because I'm hoping that everyone's going to have a good year and everyone had a good 2023. Um, and there's a lot of opportunities coming up in 2024. And I hope everyone's going to have um, a good year, a year with mostly ups and less downs. Um, as you can probably tell that it's been a while since I uploaded to any of the platforms in general. Uh, that's mostly because I've been very busy with school. School has been very, very uh, busy and I've had a very difficult schedule. But I'm, uh, I just wanted to record myself because I, it is kind of the holiday season. Well, um, it's kind of too late now in the vacation season because I'm going to start school again on Monday. But I wanted to pump out some content into one of the platforms because... My mom said so, and I always listen to my mom. What can I say? Um, and yeah, I will try my best to release as much content as possible. Um, I won't promise anything because the last time I promised saying that I will release content and be consistent, I was I broke that promise like after two um, content or two videos or slash uh, podcast episodes. But I'm going to try to be consistent. Uh, no promises again. Um, and see how it goes. Um, I'll try to have some of my friends, maybe my roommates, try to use them for content um, so that you don't have to listen to me talk for an extended period of time because I get boring very, very quickly. Um, apart from that, I don't have much to say to start off this podcast episode. Uh, I will start off by talking about the Premier League. The one league that I've been watching very consistently, one thing I've been doing very consistently is watching both football and basketball. More football this this year than basketball. It's kind of weird because last year I remember vividly that I was watching a lot more basketball than football because um, what would happen if you didn't know, I was in an internship last year and whatever what would happen is when I come back home at around 6 o'clock from work, I would leave all the work behind and I would come back home and what would happen is um, I would just cook and then just watch basketball which started at 7 for the eastern times for people in canada and um it, it would be just that easy like just watch basketball not worry about anything at night time or at eight o'clock eight thirty nine o'clock i'm not worrying about work at all because you just leave work behind that's how work usually is but in the case of school i'm doing assignments at eight thirty nine o'clock sometimes at 11 o'clock so watching basketball has been much more difficult than it it was during my co-op last year um but I've been watching a lot more football because compared to last year where I wasn't watch wasn't waking up earlier to watch football because when I was wa like in in Canada we have to wake up at seven thirty eight thirty to watch football games or to watch the early kickoff games uh, and wake up at ten a.m. sometimes to like watch the normal uh, kickoff games. I was not able to do that on Saturdays and Sundays. I was waking up at like ten ten thirty, um, and it was very difficult to watch. And plus this this year I decided okay I'm gonna buy this broadcasting channel and be consistent be watching my own team and watch other teams more consistently this year so i bought this broadcasting channel uh, or broadcasting app um, that um have broadcast football or the premier league specifically it's called fubo tv and i decided okay i'm gonna watch more football because i paid for this so might as well just use the service that i paid for so that's why i decided to watch a lot more premier league this season uh, I have been catching up on basketball more. Like recently, I've been watching a lot more basketball, um, like in the break. And it's it's been really good. I've been trying to be consistent. I've been watching a lot of the games and it's been good. It's been really good. But in general, I've been watching a lot more Premier League. Um, yeah, the Prem. The Prem has been 
has been a has been a four horse race um some might say five horse race some might even say a six horse race because this right now looking at the standings the top five are separated by six points where the third place man city has a game in hand and they have only five points away so arsenal and tottenham are a point away and then liverpool and aston villa are three points away so it's been a very very entertaining watch this season especially on the top half of this top half uh because even like even watching relegated teams like luton town has been has been really good because they they did almost uh stun arsenal in that 4-3 eventual defeat um we have the likes of everton beating very good teams like chelsea uh they also ended up beating i think they almost drew with man city and then man city being man city were really really good and then the likes of brentford with their occasional with their occasional um like they just end up beating teams so it's been a very entertaining watch this season not not gonna lie and i have been watching a lot of the teams but mostly teams that are in the top half of the, of the table so the teams i've been watching very consistently include liverpool uh, arsenal tottenham and chelsea it's ironic how three of these teams are london teams and i shouldn't really be watching arsenal and tottenham um considering i'm a chelsea fan but because they're so entertaining it's it's, it's so watchable it's almost um like if you don't watch a tottenham game at least tottenham tottenham have been so watchable um that like you just should switch on the tv and be like okay i'm gonna watch this tottenham game even if you are a chelsea fan even if you're a man city fan you want to watch tottenham play right now and i will start by talking about tottenham um that's one of the teams that have been very i've been very high on this season because i remember the start of the season before the start of the season texting my my football group chat or my friends my very close friends saying I think Tottenham are going to do something this season. I think and I said the Son redemption arc is going to hit like crack. I'm not even lying. It's there's evidence of that if anyone wants to see it. I also said Pedro Porres have is probably going to have a good season and I was right. I just didn't I wasn't sure how right I was going to be in that I wasn't sure that Tottenham are going to be this good. They're going to beat teams like Liverpool. They're going to be very very good against the teams like man city with that high line and it's just the Ange postacoglu philosophy like the way they play football is so fun to watch like it's it's ridiculous like they play football where they don't care about conceding goals and all they care about is outscoring you they have a very good comparison to a basketball team right now and i will compare that but I, I mean, if sorry, actually, let me just compare it now. I don't know why I will. I said I'll compare it later. They are very similar to the Indiana Pacers. The Indiana Pacers, they don't defend. They just com- outscore the opponents. They try to outscore the opponents, and that's exactly how Tottenham play football. I feel like they don't care. They just play the high line. But to be fair, Indiana Pacers don't even try to defend, and Tottenham definitely does try to defend. They have good defenders at the back, but they are a very um. Um, attacking team in that they have the likes of son who's been their talisman this season playing up front playing on the left playing anywhere that Ange postacoglu wants him to play kulisevsky has been immaculate brennan johnson what a revelation he's been amazing and to be honest with you no one talked about brennan johnson's transfer because they got madison as well james madison in my opinion for the money they spent has to be the transfer of the year or the season I know people will say, oh, there's Jude Bellingham. But Jude Bellingham was 100 million pounds. James Madison was 40. 
James Madison sure is not on the level of Jude Bellingham, where Jude Bellingham is scoring 10 plus goals already as a midfielder and playing up in the center forward position. I'm not disagreeing that for you, maybe Jude Bellingham is the transfer of the year, but just for the value you're getting from James Madison, just the fact that James Madison had to fill in the shoes of Harry Kane to a certain extent because Harry Kane was someone who was providing as well, not as just scoring goals. It's just such a good transfer that they had. It's just so unfortunate that Madison had to go out with an injury and he's been out for a couple of months. But I'm I'm just so excited to come him back come, to come back to watch him come back and just have a great performance for them. Especially when they're gonna miss Son. I thought Los Celso was really good when he, um they started playing Los Celso more because they know that Son is gonna leave so they wanna see how Los Celso will perform. So like everyone has become better under Ange Postecoglou, the likes of Bissouma. Yves Bissouma last season was barely getting any minutes, but this season he's been the man alongside Pape Sar. Pape Sar, I think, is another player who's been a revelation. Two of the players that have been a revelation for Spurs is Brennan Johnson and Pape Sar. They have been excellent for them. And obviously Pedro Porro and Odogi. Odogi has been the best left back in the league, at least for me, because there's not, lo- there's not been a lot of left backs that have been that good, and Odogi has performed really really good he's locked down players like Saka at some point I, was it did he lock down Saka I don't think he did but he's lo- he's played really well against good right wingers in the league and he's excellent going up front so Tottenham are fun to watch um they are the team that I will tell any of my non-football friends to watch because they in my opinion define attacking football right now at least in the premier league they define attacking football so if you want to watch a lot of goals i want you to watch tottenham right now like that is the right the marketable team in the premier league is tottenham right now the other two teams that i've been watching a lot arsenal and liverpool liverpool um i'll start off with liverpool because they are top of the league liverpool have been excellent they have been excellent like there's not even a question how good they have been they are only three points ahead of Aston Villa. And I will touch a bit on Aston Villa because they deserve their love. Um, but Liverpool have been so, so good. Because I I believe that when you have a defender like Virgil van Dijk, who's not been dribbled past at all this season again, he just, he just ha- puts up these stats where he doesn't lose in Anfield, he doesn't get dribbled past by players, and he's just a brick wall in that defense. So... I think Virgil van Dijk and Allison. when you have those two guys in the back line, you just have that freedom to be attacking, uh, even though their attack has been lackluster at some points because the likes of Darwin Nunez doesn't finish chances. Um, I don't know. Salah has been excellent, no doubt about it. He's been, I think he's been the best form of himself ever since Mane left. Um, and it's it's uh, it's been great for them. Apart, I just don't believe in the Darwin Nunez project. Like that's that's one part of Liverpool that I'm, I'm like, I'm not sure whether I believe in Darwin Nunez because he's again getting a lot of chances compared to last year where he was getting a lot more chances. Like this year he's getting a lot of chances still. He's not being played as much as last year, but fairly so. Jurgen Klopp is trying different systems because he has like five or six competent attackers in his disposal. He might as well try them. And now that Salah is gone, I think he's gonna. <clears throat> gonna try to play Jota, Luis Diaz, maybe Gakpo, and Darwin Nunez 
and sort of a rotation where they all three all four of them will be playing alongside each other at different times during the season or different times during this month stretch but i'm just not believe uh, not a believer of, of darwin dunia's and this project of darwin dunia's because when is he gonna finally start finishing it's been a season and a half we've given him a season and a half and he's still a poor finisher but apart from that liverpool's mid i i remember in my my very rare video that i made i made um the winners and losers video i remember win- winners and losers of the transfer market video i remember saying that liverpool is a winner because they got the likes of Alexis McAllister for a very good fee. They got Dominic Sabosala and they were rejuvenating that midfield because they knew that midfield had problems. And they did a very good job in that. And I said that at the time, they also ended up getting Endo and then Ryan Gravenberg. And now those new pieces have been, those new midfielders have been their core midfield. Yes, their midfields has some problems. They have problems in losing the ball sometimes. But they look really really good they are a a good refresh from what they had last season because last season they were really really struggling but the likes of curtis jones comes off the bench the likes of harvey elliott plays every now and then and they really look good they look very solid and i'm glad the way liverpool are playing because man city should not run away with it every single season um what else okay arsenal actually let me touch on aston villa before i jump into arsenal Aston Villa, man. Unai Emery is such a good manager. Arsenal, the, the one stop that he had at Arsenal is just it's just that blip in his career, in his resume. Because every single club he goes to, like the likes of PSG, sure, he didn't win the Champions League, which is all obviously the case. Obviously, the crown you need to get when you're in the likes of PSG. I just think that Unai Emery should be the top five managers of all time the top five managers of all time can you name four managers that have been better than him uh in all time i think the likes i i guess i could let me let me think about it. i mean guardiola jose Mourinho, carlo ancelotti um thomas tuchel i think thomas tuchel and united are on the same level um as managers i just give a manager more um love when they jürgen klopp sorry jürgen klopp probably is higher than Unai Emery but I just give more love to a manager sorry there's also Sir Alex Ferguson maybe not top five maybe let's say top 10 managers of all time and Unai Emery is up there I think Thomas Tuchel and Unai Emery are similar because I have to give love to Unai Emery because he brings up these teams like the likes of Villarreal Sevilla he brings them European glory he brings them into the higher echelon of the league usually he brings them from the bar like the mid table like Aston Villa last season if you see them in November 2024 before sorry November 2022 before the World Cup Aston Villa was battling out for relegation under Dean Smith against the likes of I think the, the teams that relegated last season like the likes of Southampton and stuff and we're just wondering what is Villa gonna do because they have really good players what are they gonna do they bring in Unai Emery they start playing very aggressive attacking football and the likes of Ollie Watkins finds himself the likes of uh, John McGinn is being the leader of the team which is exactly what they needed and you just start thinking that how good is this man guy as a manager like he's this good he can bring any team up and the one addition they added this season that was perfect was Musa Diaby Musa Diaby was a perfect perfect fit 
for Aston Villa, and I'm just glad the way Aston Villa are playing football right now. I, I'm, it's really good to watch. They beat the likes of Man City, they beat the likes of Liverpool, they beat Arsenal, they beat Chelsea. They, these are just teams that you didn't expect Aston Villa to beat, but they are beating them, and they look really, really good. I'm really glad about them. I'll go into Arsenal, and Arsenal is, I don't know, the Arsenal were really fun to watch before the last five results. They still are, actually. They're really fun to watch. They're just not finishing off their chances. They create a lot of chances. They're just not able to finish off their chances. Again, Arsenal was one of the teams that I said is the winner of the transfer window because <clears throat> because they managed to get the likes of Kai Havertz, Declan Rice, and Jurin Timber. Jurin Timber is an unfortunate situation. But at the same time, like them having Declan Rice just... Like they got Declan Rice and he is the player. The, is he? He is their player of the season. For me, Declan Rice has been that good. He scores in the clutch moments. He is really, really good box to box. He has more. Uh, I think he has more responsibilities as the Arsenal de- defensive midfielder than he had as the West Ham defensive midfielder. But he's really he's looked world class. He's looked so good. He he justifies that hundred million pound transfer fee in my opinion. Um, it's just that Arsenal is having some problems in attack. And I thought Kai Havertz could be the solution. I, I was a little optimistic about it, but he hasn't been the solution because he's been very, very timid. And that's one of the things I complained about Havertz when he was in Chelsea as well. I was like, why are you so timid? Try to be more aggressive. You can be more aggressive. You're taller than them. You get the crosses. You can head them in. He he is very timid. He tries to be more he tries to finesse some passes instead of being a little bit more of a risk taker. It's just, I don't know. I, I just have criticisms for Kai Havertz, but I don't think he's the only reason for their attacking foes right now. Um, the likes of Gabriel Jesus is missing a lot of chances. Saka and Martinelli have become a little bit of a blunt in attack. They seem a little bit more predictable. Uh, Martin Odegaard has been excellent in these last five results, but still, like they need some creativity. So I don't know what they will be doing in this January transfer window. I think they should go for a striker, but not necessarily a big name. I don't know whether they need a big name. They just need someone who's a talisman, who's who's just a number nine. And I don't think they need to go for a big name, but the like the big name like Osinen. Uh, but I don't know how to pronounce that right. But the the number nine from uh, Napoli who has been disgruntled. Um, I don't think they should go for a big name. They should just, or maybe just play Gatia as more often as you can. And the likes of Trossard. Trossard has been excellent coming off the bench. Um, but yeah, I think Arsenal has some missing, uh, something missing from their attack, at least. Once they figure that out, I think they will be fine. And also, they have been a little uh, lackluster defending in the last five results, specifically where they lost three games. But I think they will figure it out. Uh, Mikel Arteta is a really, really good coach. Um, he will figure it out, but they need to figure it out quick because before that, Man City will be away from your side because that's how Man City is. So you need to figure it out quick, Arsenal. I must tell you that. Okay, I'm 19 minutes into the podcast and I've talked about three teams uh, that I've been watching regularly. I'll talk about my fourth team, and that is Chelsea Football Club, who are number 10, ladies and gentlemen. They are number 10 again, like last season. But... One thing about Chelsea this season, one good thing about Chelsea this season is that they are so much more watchable this season. Like, last season, we played the ball sideways, we didn't do anything with it, 
we were not scoring as many goals. This season, we're scoring 34 goals. That is more than the likes of Man United. That is more than West Ham, who's number sixth. That's as much as, almost as much as Arsenal, who's fourth with 37 goals. So it's it's been better, definitely better. We're scoring more goals, which is really, really good. But we're conceding a lot of goals, which is really, really bad. Um, I'm, just, I'm just glad because my one... Just one thing that I wanted in the beginning of, the, and I said in the beginning of the season is, please be more watchable. I don't want to wake up at eight thirty a.m. in the morning and watch you guys play sideways and get seventy percent possession and concede on the eighty fifth minute. I just don't want to see that happen because I'll throw my iPad around and maybe crash, just break screens here. Like, just don't do that. It's just so annoying to watch. So that's the only thing I wanted from my team, and they have delivered it to a certain extent. I I'm ready to back up Mauricio Pochettino because. He's a coach who has showed his passion recently for Chelsea, who said that he wants to be a Chelsea coach forever. I don't know whether our bosses feel the same way, but I just hope that he gets that time. I hope he gets it because he can be a really good... He can be the coach moving forward. Um, people have asked like, have asked his sacking, but I don't agree with that. I generally don't. I don't know how you can ask for the sacking of the, of the coach who was put in a situation with all these young players, with all these financial fair play problems. And with so many young players, he has to figure out how to fit these players in the system. You have your injury woes and you have these problems. Like, it's so many moving pieces that you can't ask for Mauricio Pochettino's head right now. Like, he is doing his best. He's putting up a good team week in and week out, in my opinion. He just needs to figure out who is that 11 are going to be on a consistent basis it's very difficult i know because we get injuries every week but once he figures that out i think that's going to be really really good um i just hope we don't send Conor gallagher i know we are having ffp issues because the boss the owners are stupid they don't know how to manage their finances they ended up spending 1.5 billion i believe um on all these young players that haven't shown their true potential i don't think they've shown their true potential relative to conor gallagher conor gallagher this season has had a turnaround season in my opinion he's the breakthrough star for me this season like he without him we look so so like blunt in in the attack we look so blunt in like getting back the ball he's the guy for ball recoveries he's the guy who's ready to tackle anyone he's the guy who's leading our team He's the guy who's been the captain more often than not because our actual captain, Reese James, has been in the hospital for more than half of the games. And he, in my opinion, should be the player that should be sold ahead of Conor Gallagher. I, I genuinely think so because, here, I'm going to say this. Uh, Chelsea fans, I know you might hate this, but the likes of Reese James, if he plays less than half of the games, of Ch Chelsea games, and puts up world-class performances... And then you have Conor Gallagher, who plays all of Chelsea's games and puts up performances that are like a solid 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10, sometimes world-class performances too. Who would you rather have? Conor Gallagher. Most people will say Conor Gallagher. You don't want a world-class player who doesn't play. You don't want that. And his value is going to decrease every single time he gets injured. So it's about time we start to like bank in on his value. I love Reese James. He's my favorite Chelsea player. But it's time that we bank in on his value when we can. Otherwise, what's the point? There's no point. There's actually no point. So yeah, I would rather have them sell Reese James ahead of Conor Gallagher right now, at least. 
Um, apart from them, Chelsea has been really good. Raheem Sterling has been great. Nicholas Jackson uh, has been just... I think he's just team of Werner. And, and he's just wearing a mask. He's just team of Werner, in my opinion. At least we get a month without him. Until then, I think Broya should get a lot of game time, in my opinion. Before we go for Victor Osman, which we probably will, which is annoying because I don't think we should. I think Broja should be the guy that we rely on for the next couple of seasons because I believe that he has the potential. He's just not gotten enough game time. He's had his injuries. I don't know whether the owners believe in Broja, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I just hope um, that uh, we don't do anything we don't do anything stupid in the transfer window that I, like we have been in the last couple of transfer windows buying players left right and center for hundreds of millions of pounds okay that's enough of chelsea's rant and i think that's enough of football talk i've talked for 25 minutes now um i will move into nba the gift that keeps on giving nba we love to watch basketball because it's so entertaining we've had things like Giannis being annoyed that he didn't get the game ball we ha- recently had the lebron three-pointer where he eventually posted on instagram saying why didn't i get the three-pointer oh it's a two-pointer wow it's it's always drama nba is all about drama we just had the detroit pistons losing 28 games in a row and being the worst team in american sports ever in american sports history ever um, Wingstop almost went bankrupt that night when they beat the Toronto Raptors. Like, it's incredible. It's a gift that keeps on giving. And I love the NBA. It's been a great season. I just haven't been able to watch as many games, which I kind of regret. I hope I will be able to watch more games. But, yeah, I will start by talking about the Eastern Conference um, and how the Eastern Conference looks compared to the West. Eastern Conference is a much more clear battle compared to the Western Conference because you have the likes of the Celtics, the Bucks, the Sixers, who are a level above the rest. Actually, the Miami. Actually, I'll talk about the Miami a bit more. But the Celtics, the Bucks, and Sixers are just a level above the rest. Like you have the likes of Joel Embiid, an MVP caliber player who is playing on the MVP caliber right now. Hasn't he's he's been that good? Uh, in the 76ers, Giannis is also an MVP caliber player. The Bucks who's paired up with one of the best shooters in, of all time in Damian Lillard. And you have Celtics with the most balanced team that I've seen in the last five years. I don't think there has been a more balanced team in the last five years or since the Warriors in 2018-19. I don't think there's been more balanced, more balanced team than that, like than the Celtics right now. The likes of Drew Holiday. I think Drew Holiday and Chris... I'll talk about the Celtics now. Adding Drew Holiday and Kristaps Porzingis is deadly to already a very good defensive team in Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Derek White. Derek White, the GOAT, by the way. Everyone should vote for Derek White for the All-Star game. Please, everyone should vote for him because he deserves it. I think he deserves it for sure. Ahead of Trey Young? Yes, sir, he deserves it ahead of Trey Young. Ahead of Donovan Mitchell? Where is Donovan Mitchell? He's seventh. Derek White has been carrying the Celtics. He's the man. I think he should get. He should be an all-star this season. Okay. Anyways, that's my Derek White love. Yeah, they, they just have been so balanced. Like, when Kristaps Porzingis wasn't playing, he was he's, he had some injury problems recently. But then they got the likes of Luke Cornett uh, stepped up. Sam Hauser gets your threes. You have Pritchard having really good games. And then, who who the fuck is Kader? 
Some guy named Kana is doing backups and giving you backup minutes, backup central minutes when Al Horford is sitting on the bench and Chris Stapps is injured. And he's having really, really good like rebounding games. And that's literally what the Celtics need. They need a back unit that at some point will give them really, really good games. And they have that right now. They have a, a, a second unit that gives you really good minutes. And they give you really good games. And they give you so many good games that you're undefeated at home. Like, they're 16 and all at home, which is insane in my opinion. Okay. Uh, the Bucks. The Bucks have been... The Bucks have been... Uh, the Bucks have been really good. They, they have been really, really good. Giannis has been performing out of the world. Uh, and that Dame Giannis pick and roll has been... Uh, it can be better. It can be used more. But they're so bad defensively. Like, it's insane how bad they have become defensively. Like, I thought... I thought like having Giannis and Brook Lopez is still gonna be really good for their defense. Sure, it's good in the paint, but like perimeter-wise, they're just bad. They just give away so many points, so many threes. But then I thought about it and I said, that's the Drew Holiday. Like the lack of Drew Holiday in the box is huge because they got Dame. Dame is okay. No disrespect to Dame, but Dame is not a great defender and. They have Malik Beasley in shooting guard, who's, again, not a great defender. He's someone who shoots the lights out of the three. And Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton is an okay defender. He's been a very good defender. But they just don't have a lot of bodies. And they probably will try to get some free agents upcoming, like, before the deadline. And they should trade for some pieces. I don't know. They're just missing some 3 and D kind of players. I don't know whether Jay Crowder has been that guy this season. But... It just feels like the Bucks are a few pieces away from being called a clear contender like the Celtics. The 76ers are a fun watch. Tyrese Maxey, my ma- most improved player of the year. Um, I really like him. I am high on Tyrese Maxey and I'm, re- I'm really liking the way Embiid is playing. He's putting up numbers that are incredible like it's a very good narrative that the Sixers have right now but they need like the narrative of them losing James Harden and still performing the way they are I just feel like they're missing something they could still do um they need that third guy Tobias Harris has been good he's been giving them good games every now and then but I just feel like they're missing a third like they're missing a third guy and they might go ahead and get him or someone I, I like I don't know whether they can get Mikhail Bridges, but Mikhail Bridges is the first thing that pops in my head when I think of the Sixers and they're missing someone. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like that's the guy that could be... He's a really good, like, third... Like, the third wheel of this machine, um, which could work well for the Sixers if you, they find a way to get Mikhail Bridges. I don't think that that's will give away Mikhail Bridges just like that, but it'd be, it'd be fun. It'd be fun to see if Mikhail can go to Sixers, and I think that would be a good team with Mikhail Bridges and the Sixers. But they have been really good regardless. The Miami Heat, we have to talk about the Miami Heat because they're number four in the Eastern Conference. Not a lot of people believed in that because they lost Gabe Vincent. They lost uh, Max Struess to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And we still see them put up very good games. Away from home, that to like, they, I think, did they beat the Lakers yesterday? I, I'm just curious. I'm just going to look that up real quick. They didn't beat the Lakers yesterday. And who was the main guy? Jaime Hackett has been good. Tyler Hero is having really good games. And... Nikola Jovic like Nikola Jovic has been really good so their drafts picks have been good but like 
who the fuck is Jamal Kane? I was watching them play against um, Golden State Warriors the other day, and Jamal Kane was starting, not only starting, he was guarding Steph Curry, not only guarding Steph Curry, but put up 18 points, which is his career high, by the way. Last season, he he averaged 4 points per game. This season, he's averaging 5 points per game. I'm not lying. I'm no disrespect to Jamal Kane, but it feels like Miami Heat just gets these players from the streets, and they put up, put them on the court, and some of these guys hoop. It's just... the the coaching of the Miami Heat is that good. Like, Eric Spolstra, hands down, is the best coach of all time. Like, how does he do it? How does he do it? And if they manage to stay number four and go to the fi- uh, conference final, or go to the playoffs, they're going to be tough to beat because no one wants to play the Miami Heat. No one wants to play Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. Like, let's be real. No one wants to. And Bam has been incredible for them. He's been so good. The other two teams I kind of want to talk about is the Indiana Pacers and the Magic. Um, they're two teams that were not even in the playoff picture last season, and they're two teams that are looking really, really good, have young cores, have their franchise players in Tyrese Halliburton and Paolo Banquero, respectfully, uh, respectfully, respectively, uh, playing so good for both the teams. They look really, really good. Um, Pacers can't, can't, can't defend. They're the team that I compared them to Tottenham Hotspur, but they don't even try to defend. Like, they just don't. And then the Magic can defend really well, but they can't shoot the ball well. So, like, it's kind of like Pacers need that Magic uh, defense, and the Magic need the Pacers' offense, and they would be, like, the best team in the NBA. Like, it's it's not even a question. But I think the Magic will figure it out offensively, at least. I don't know how Pacers will figure out defensively, uh, because they just need to try, and they need some bodies that can actually defend. Um... Whereas the Magic, they have players that can shoot the ball really well. They just are going through some shooting problems. They will figure it out eventually. Hopefully, they will find some players that will hit the three. I think Markel Fultz has still, is still injured. I'm pretty sure he is. Cole Anthony has been playing more minutes. Um, but yeah, I think I think both the teams have really high potential, really high ceilings. And I'm, uh, it's just exciting to watch young teams play because they play really good basketball. They play basketball with passion and it's very fun to watch. Uh, the Knicks, the Knicks have been have to be talked about. I'm not going to talk about Cavs too much. I'll talk about the Knicks. The Knicks just traded for OG Ananobi, and I think that's a really good fit for the Knicks. Yes, I think the in in uh, hindsight, or actually, my first reaction was, oh, they got fleeced by the Raptors. The Raptors got a much better deal out of this because they got Emmanuel quickly and RJ Barrett, two really really good players, uh, whereas the Knicks got. OG Aronobi, I think OG is low-key better than Barrett a little bit because he provides you that defense and also the fit is better in the Knicks because the Knicks need someone that just catches and shoots, doesn't dribble the ball too much. That's exactly what OG is. OG is a perfect Tom Thibodeau kind of player and it just looks, it looks like a great fit but it only will be a good trade for the Knicks if they go ahead and maybe in the offseason, not necessarily this trade deadline, get someone who's a superstar the likes of donovan mitchell is waiting for them i guess the donovan mitchell just loves the new, just loves new york so that's one of the first names that will be on new york's uh, like trade list basically the teams that have been mediocre in the eastern conference the hawks the bulls and the raptors and the nets actually i shouldn't forget the nets these four teams need to figure it out they need to find their direction because Boy, you can't be mediocre nowadays because 
there's no point in being that because you you can't you're almost trying to go into the play-ins and try to make it to the playoffs and last season two teams did like set a precedent saying oh you if you can make it in the play-ins you can make it into the conference finals and that was the lakers and the heat which is a bad precedent for these teams because then they have this false hope that they can make it to the conference finals like no one can see raptors make it to the conference finals this season but the raptors have this false hope that they can make it to the conference finals if they make it to the plains that's completely tr- untrue like they should just sell this time they should sell pascal siakam get a lot of picks and just say okay we know this is not going to work this season it probably won't work next season but two three seasons down the line the raptors will be a good team if we build around scotty barnes the raptors need to build around scotty barnes and because scotty barnes has been another most improved player candidate in my opinion just like terry smaxi and he's been the guy for the raptors and i think it's time they build around him like it's he looks like he can be the franchise player the question is what is masai ujiri thinking because he's the kind of guy who doesn't like rebuilds he's a kind of guy who likes the retool kind of path but it's time that the raptors rebuild they sell away pascal siakam who's on an expiring contract um and get a lot i think what initially my thing my prediction was that they will sell away og for basically just a lot of picks but they sold og for two really good players so i think they should trade away pascal for a lot of picks instead of getting back players that are kind of un- unachievable like there were rumors that they were trying to get keegan murray because kings were looking to get a pascal siakam but keegan murray is someone that the kings will not just sell like that like they 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 want keegan murray for a long period of time so i don't know what what the raptors are looking into but the raptors should look into rebuilding the bulls obviously should be rebuilding they're probably going to sell trade away most of it, their core players that is Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan and Levine because Kobe White is playing out of the ball basketball right now and he should get more pieces that like work fit better with him I guess I guess and then there's um the likes of who, who, who Patrick Williams yeah Patrick Williams uh, I don't know the Bulls will need to rebuild let's say that uh the Hawks too the Hawks are mediocre still just like last year despite the the people were are saying that oh the hawks are bad because of trey young trey young was shooting really really poorly in the beginning of the season but he's started to turn it around he's been the, like he's been really good he's putting up game, really good numbers but now they're still like in they're below 500 and they're still a bad team so i need i think they need to figure it out and just sell their players uh we expected the wizards and the hornets and the pistons to be bad i just didn't expect the pistons to be this bad uh but yeah i this is how the eastern conference looks like i i my prediction is the eastern conference um is that the celtics will be coming out of the eastern conference final um eastern conference finals to the nba finals i also think the celtics wins the nba finals uh so that was my prediction i will talk about my predictions i think in the next episode or the next thing i do uh, because I want to do that also the prep and maybe talk about team of the year. But I did predict that that in the Eastern Conference um, that the Celtics will come out and because they're just that good. They're impossible to beat right now. Moving on to the Western Conference where things are looking not as clear as the East and we're not sure what these teams are going to do. Um, some of the teams are going to do. I will start off with the Timberwolves who have been excellent I don't think they need to do anything uh, because they just have figured out the Rudy Gobert and Cat experiment now uh, Chris Finch has been has been a great coach for them he's done a really good job with the de- the defensive um, 
lineups because they look really good defensively. Like Anthony Edwards has just been that good. I think he should easily gonna be an All Star again. Um, could be an All NBA player, in my opinion. Um, elite footwork has been really good. Cat is having a really good season too, and Rudy Gobert has been the DPOY candidate. And they have Nas Reed, who can be six man of the year. Um, the likes of Kyle Anderson is really good. Mike Conley is having a really good season. So their entire teams clicked really, really well. I like the way the Timberwolves are playing, and I think they might. They're not going to be a team that any of the other bottom level team are going to look forward to. I don't think they make it in the conference finals even. But I think no team wants to play the Timberwolves in the conf- in the playoffs. Like, no team wants to. Even the Lakers, the Suns, these teams that are, like, considered, like, they have the All-Stars, the All-NBA players. They, they don't want to play the Timberwolves because the Timberwolves are an elite-level team. And they are number one. So that that's another reason why no one wants to play them. I think <clears throat> one team that everyone's going to fear, and no one should think that is a walkover just because they're young, is the OKC Thunder. They're second. They beat the Celtics recently. They are the team to beat. They are the team that no one wants to play in the Western Conference playoffs. Like, I don't think the Suns, like, like out of the top, okay, the teams that are at the bottom right now are the Suns, Lakers, Warriors, Rockets, Mavericks. Like, these are the five teams, right, that might end up playing the likes of Timbo's Thunder or Nuggets or the Clippers. So I think out of those four, so out of the five teams I just mentioned, they would not like to play the Thunder the most, in my opinion, because the Thunder is a team that is so well balanced. The Nuggets and the Wolves, Timberwolves are too, and I think the Nuggets are actually the Nuggets are proud of the number one team that no one wants to play in the playoffs. But the Timber, but the Thunder are a close second. I think the Thunder are very well balanced. Shea is just playing at all NBA level. Chet is a great rim protector who can shoot the ball really, really well. Josh Giddy against the Celtics. The Celtics were like, okay, we're gonna do what every other team is gonna do. Is not guard Josh Giddy, and Josh Giddy gave them twenty three points. Just casually was like, you guys need to guard me. So like, I think the OKC Thunder is a team that no one wants to play. They are an excellent team. They are, I feel like. They are in that dilemma right now where they, they are like, should we just wait for our t- players to hit that next step? Shea's already hit that, like, I think the ultimate step that is the all-NBA level player. But, like, should we wait for Chet to become an all-star level player? Should we wait for Josh Giddy to become an all-star level player? Should we wait for Jalen Williams to hit a step? Should we wait for the likes of Kendrick, Kendrick Williams, the likes of Isaiah Joe? Like, these kind of players. Should we just wait on them? Or should we just go ahead and get an already solid player who's playing in the Jazz right now by the name of Laurie Markkinen? Like, they are in that dilemma right now. Like, should we invest? Should we go ahead and get more players? Should we buy in? Or should we buy into this current team that we have right now? And that's a good, like, problem to have because you have a choice here. And both the choices, in my opinion, are equally good. Like, it's not wrong if they decide, okay, we're not going to get Laurie Markkinen because we trust these players. Or we get Laurie Markkinen because we want to chase the championship this season. Like, both decisions, in my opinion, both of the choices they have right now are incredible. They are incredible choices. They have they have done the rebuild the best. Like, they, they are the example for a rebuild now. Like, Sam Presti has done an excellent job in his rebuilding. Uh, the Clippers, uh, the Nuggets, kind of boring to talk about. They are the former champions. Obviously, they're really, really good. Jokic is putting up a great numbers, obviously. But I want to talk about the Clippers. They were a super team before James Harden entered. Now James Harden enters, and they look even better. James Harden has made Zubats actually look like a center for once. He looks like a good pick-and-roll center, and I'm glad that Zubats has finally... I, I'm glad that, that 
the Clippers finally found a point guard, like not just a point guard, they found a point guard that is an MVP, a former MVP. Like it's it's I'm glad they did that. Actually they did have Russell Westbrook before, but Clippers ended up getting James Harden. First six games were they lost every six game, all the six games, but now they have finally figured it out and it, they look unbeatable. I think in the last month they have been 13 and 2. And yeah, the Clippers are tough. The Clippers are a good team. Uh, my prediction was that the Clippers come out of the conference um, and play against the Celtics in the finals, NBA finals, because I believe in playoff Kawhi and I know how playoff Kawhi is. Um, and just that they have really good players that's surrounding Kawhi, Norman Powell. They have Daniel Tice, who's been really, really good, by the way. Um, likes of Terrence Mann, Bones Highland. They just gives you. They just give you good minutes. Like they give you good points, and the second unit is also really good. I think the Clippers are, in my opinion, the Clippers will come out of the conference. The the I will skip the Kings and the Pelicans. Um, bit. The Mavericks, I want to talk about the Mavericks because they have, in my opinion, this year's MVP, Luka Doncic. I think he should get it this year for sure. He's putting up insane numbers. He's making players look so good. And these are players that we never heard of before. Like the like of Dante Exum. Like, who, who, like we didn't know Dante Exum played NBA basketball like until like he played NBA basketball starting 2014 by the way and we didn't remember this guy's name until this season because Luka Doncic has made him look that good Luka Doncic is really good he's made Derek Lively look really good the pick and roll with Derek Lively are actually working it's just the question of what the Dallas Mavericks should do to become a competent a team that is gonna be well surrounded with like this, obviously Luka is their main guy but he needs to be well surrounded with players that know they're like have really good roles or are good role players Kyrie Irving is a great second option I'm not saying he isn't but I don't know whether the Mavericks believe in Kyrie or like there might be someone else out there I feel like they need a little bit more size of the court so they will f- they need to figure that out but Luka has been my MVP and boy I didn't expect the Mavericks to be this good but Luka makes them look this good so, well done to Luka Doncic. The Rockets. How are the Rockets eighth? Uh, well, they are. They did a really good. They had a really good like off season, like in terms of tr- like trades, in terms of free agent signing. They got Fred Van Vliet. They got. Um, they drafted Amen Thompson. They also got other players. I just can't. I think Jeff Green. Okay, Jeff Green is just their mentor kind of player. But Ime Udoka is the big acquisition they had last season and. Imi Odoka is a good coach. He is a coach who uh, likes to set up a defensive identity and Rockets are really good. They got Dylan Brooks too. So they are a good team. They're a team that is tough to beat, but they're not a team that is uh, going to go into the conference finals or be the second round of the playoffs. But they're a competent team and they're, it's it's good to watch that the Rockets finally are having a good rebuild. It's just they're waiting on the Jalen Green. Like, um, when is Jalen Green going to hit the next step? That's the one player that they really bought into. So, like, they are waiting on that. But Alperin Shingun has been excellent for them. And they just need to um, see whether Jalen Green and Jabari Smith finally hit their next, the next stride and become the players that they are waiting. The Rockets are waiting, uh, waited them to become. Hopefully, they, that happens for the Rockets. The three teams that have problems right now are the teams with three of my best player, uh, three of my favorite players. That's the Suns, Lakers, and Warriors. Um, the Suns. 
The Suns are just having a lot of injury problems. Uh, Bradley Beal had an injury recently. Now Kevin Durant is injured. They never can't. They can't put the three of them together at a time. Like they just can't. That happened with the Nets, the last Kevin Durant super team, and that's happened happening now, right? Uh, with the Suns. Uh, not just that. Not just the them not being healthy is a problem. They just don't have uh players that like can help them. At the times when KD is having a slump, or maybe Devin Booker is having a slump, or maybe both of them are having a slump, they don't. They do have players like Grayson Allen who might give you thirty every now and then, but very rarely. Eric Gordon who will give you fifteen, almost very fre- frequently. Yusuf Nurkic, they, that's that's their problem. Like I don't know, like where they, they just lacking like solid role players. I feel like that's what Suns are lacking. Frank Vogel is a decent coach. But I feel like they're lacking solid role players. And that's probably why they are where they are right now. They're ninth out of... It's just annoying. for As a Suns fan, I'm pretty sure it is. But, yeah. they. Uh, that's why Kevin Durant is also like looking for other options. Another super team, perhaps. Kevin Durant, KD. Want to go to the Warriors again? The Warriors would love you right now. Um, they are 11th. They are below 500. Um... Draymond Green has been is he gets suspended. Um, it feels like every five games, and they just haven't figured out. It just okay. The la- last season, it was a non-Steph minutes that was looking really bad for the st- for the Warriors, where they just couldn't have their bench produce enough minutes, uh, good minutes, or get them the scoring. This season, it feels like the second unit has figured it out. Like I feel like Jonathan Kaminga, Brandon Podemski, uh, Trace Jackson Davis, these kind of players have been really, really solid for the Warriors. As the second unit, they have been better. It feels like the core unit this season has been lackluster. The likes of Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins has an all-time low, it feels like. Like, it's it's pretty bad. Um, It's very sad to see that because Wiggins, like, a season and a half ago was guarding Jason Tatum in the NBA Finals and he was doing a really, really good job. He arguably was the second best player in that series and it's just very, very unfortunate that he hasn't been anywhere near to the level he was in that NBA Finals this season and the likes of Clay Thompson having a shooting slump every now and then but then finding form every now and then just that inconsistency has been a problem as well for the Warriors. Um, Chris Paul not having a really good year for them specifically like it's it's just very tough as a Warriors fan I'm pretty sure and I think it's time that they trade away some pieces and get something because Steph Curry like is not getting any younger and it's time to utilize this final days of Steph Curry really well like because you want to get Steph another ring because that's what Steph's goal is going to be and that's what your goal should be so I think it will be interesting for the Warriors this trade deadline they don't do any trades usually mid-season but I think it's this. It's gonna be one of those seasons where you do it and see how it goes. Lakers, the Lakers, ah, the Lakers are a tough watch. Ever since the in-season tournament, which I really enjoyed, by the way, the American FA Cup was really good. I wanted the Indiana Pacers to win because I love Tyrese. But the India, but but the Lakers won that that in-season tournament. But ever since the in-season tournament, they have been garbage. They have been so bad. Apart from LeBron and AD, everyone apart from LeBron and AD should be traded. Am I wrong to say that? Probably not. Because who, apart from LeBron and AD, has been really good? Austin Reeves, maybe. Um, he's been coming off the bench. 
he's not playing on like it's he started off the season really poorly he wasn't the 15 16 million man that they had initially like that everyone thought he would be but like what have they done wrong like i thought as as a team i genuinely thought they did the, everything right in the off season in terms of acquisitions i thought they're going to be championship contenders to a certain extent not as clear as the celtics but i thought they could be a championship contender because lebron and ad are playing out of the world basketball but everyone around them are not they just it just feels like every single lebron team whenever they get players that we know are known to shoot threes like torian prince cam reddish um gabe vincent like we just know them for shooting threes they come to lebron's teams and they just end up not being able to shoot teams it's so unfortunate i just wish that i, I just want lebron to win one more ring and i just don't see him winning a ring with this team particularly so they so they need to figure it out they the lakers back off front office has to like be like okay we we need to figure it out maybe it's time to that we trade dilo away i don't know what we get for dilo right now but don't do the big name chasing that you used to do a season and a half ago just be as consistent as you were since last january where you had where the lakers had really good trades to turn around their season and i think that's exactly what they need to do again it's very unfortunate though because i thought torian prince would be really good for them i also thought um the likes of cam reddy should be really good for them i thought rui would hit his next step um vanderbilt has not been as good either it's just unfortunate cuz these three teams with kd lebron and steph like where kd lebron and steph are playing all nba level uh, all nba level like they're playing like all nba level basketball it's just unfortunate that we are not able to see them we might not it it's so sad that one of these teams might not even make the playoffs it's possible that one of these teams might not even make the play in and <clears throat> it's they they just need to figure it out cuz they like some of these teams like the warriors and the suns particularly are teams that are known to be really really good even the lakers actually all these three teams have really really good players it's just they're not able to hit cuz they hit the stride because the western conference is that competitive yeah that's that's pretty much what i have to say about the western conference and the eastern conference i say the western conference clippers will come out eastern conference celtics will come out and i'm saying celtics will win it all uh but anything can happen because it's the nba i my predictions every so last season i said an eastern conference team will win it the season before i said eastern conference team will win it last two season western conference teams are winning it so i don't know it might be a different story um this season again but it is a gift that keeps on giving and i'll continue I'll, i love watching nba because it's so dramatic it's so entertaining and i love to watch the prem because it's just nostalgic and i have a team that i support there dearly uh, unfortunately dearly and unfortunately but yeah that's all i have to talk about for both basketball and football since uh, the last time i spoke about it so yeah let me know how you feel about it let me know if you want to be in one of these episodes maybe i can have one of you guys um to talk about basketball or football or maybe both Um and yeah leave a comment maybe send me a dm about how you felt about this episode i'll gladly take any suggestions so that's all i have to say thank you so much and have a good day